Hey there, and welcome to episode 94 of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's conversation is about the power in proximity, as in the power of the people closest to you in your life. This probably doesn't come as a surprise to you because of sayings like this, you roll with the dogs, you're going to get fleas. I remember my mom saying that one to me in high school. What about this one? Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And then motivational speaker Jim Ron once said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I love that one, so I'm going to say it one more time. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I bet that's really got your wheel spinning about who you spend time with and who's in your support system. I know it definitely does for me. So if the people we surround ourselves with have the ability to play such an important role in who we are and who we become, it tracks that we should aim to be intentional about who exactly those people are. And since that's easier said than done, in today's conversation with Ashley Joy, a mom, wife, coach, and motivational speaker for women, she shares the exact five people that you need in your support group, your kitchen cabinet, your personal board of directors, whatever you want to call it. These are the five powerful people whose proximity to you can change everything. But before we dive into those five powerful people, let me tell you all about Ashley Joy. Ashley Joy is an extraordinary, well-rounded woman living her life by design. As a sought-after speaker, author, coach, entrepreneur, and women's empowerment advocate, she joyfully moves throughout the world, passionately fulfilling her God-ordained purpose and calling in life, inspiring people to live and operate in their full purpose and potential. As a coaching and communications professional, she helps organizations get clear on their message to the world and facilitates workshops within the corporate, nonprofit, education, and faith-based sectors. Ashley focuses her training on crisis communications, media interview training, leadership communications, and executive presence. Ashley currently lives in Birmingham, Alabama with her loving and supportive husband and her daughter. She's written two books, She Laughs, a devotional, and Dreams of Joy, Encountering an Unfailing God and His Unfailing Love. In addition, she loves to travel across the globe using her credentials, creativity, and credibility to share her message of hope and inspiration to the masses and be a force of change along the way. In my conversation today with Ashley Joy, she shares why building an intentional support system is so important. She talks about why you need your very own personal board of directors. She gives us the details on the five individuals that are key to achieving your version and your vision of success. And she also shares the unexpected way to make your friendships richer and more fun. During our conversation, you'll hear Ashley Joy mention that the next thing she'd like to outsource in her life is laundry. I think Hamper could be her secret weapon for getting back hours spent doing laundry. So what's Hamper? Hamper is an on-demand laundry service that picks up your laundry, washes it for you, and brings it back to your door perfectly folded and ready for you to put away. They use fragrance-free, chemical-free, and sensitive skin-approved drops detergent so you know it's eco-friendly and safe for the most sensitive skin. Download the Hamper app, that's H-A-M-P-R, in the App Store, or go to tryhamper.com to see if Hamper is available in your area. All you have to do to get started with Hamper is create a membership, schedule a pickup, and then sit back and relax while you do your laundry without actually doing your laundry. It's been a total game changer in our house. And when you sign up for Hamper using the code ABOUTTIME50, you can save 50% on your membership. And if you're curious about Hamper or have questions, please send me a DM on Instagram and I will be happy to tell you all about it. 
And as usual, you know you can find all the details for this episode in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 94. Finally, I want to thank you again for tuning in and being a fan. And if you haven't yet, I invite you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I would be so grateful for your review. Hearing from you means so much, and it really inspires the future episodes that I put together based on your feedback. And with that, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Hey, Ashley Joy, and welcome to It's About Time. I am so excited to reconnect with you for an interview today. How are you doing? I am doing well, and thank you so much, Anna, for inviting me on It's About Time. I'm so excited about our interview today. Well, you're so welcome. When I heard you speak a while back at Creative at Heart, uh, I was absolutely blown away, and it was such a delight that we just happened to be sitting next to each other in the audience yes. and that we got to chat. I just I love when that happens, and I'm, I'm so thrilled to, to introduce you to everyone. And so let's just dive right in. So can you tell us all a little bit about how you spend your time these days? Now, I did a full official intro before we got started, but I always like to hear in your own words. Oh, cool. Okay. So how I spend my time, I am, I always tell people, although I am a full-time entrepreneur, I feel that that is part-time of what I do. I feel that I am a full-time mama <laughs> to a beautiful three-year-old ambitious girl named Artist Joy. And I am a full-time wife to Michael Sutton. And I'm just fully immersing myself in the service of others in terms of what I do for work. And that is coaching women of faith and vision to get the clarity and consistency they need in order to show up in their highest potential, as well as speaking. I'm a keynote speaker, so I travel around the world a lot where I met you, Anna, in North Carolina, speaking and giving addresses of conviction and inspiration and empowerment in order to lead women to better lives. So I spend a bulk of my time, I would say, preparing in preparation. I'm always working on my personal development because Mm -hmm. I believe in the field of work that I do, that in order to stretch others beyond their potential, I'm always in a state of stretching myself beyond my potential in learning um, new skills and in perfecting the skills that I have. So yeah, so that's what I spend a lot of my time doing. I'm also a writer. <laughs> so I spent a lot of my time writing, but also finding inspiration and in, in learning about stories of, of people that I'm connected to, whether it's at the grocery store or picking up my daughter in the carpool line or going to the gym, just looking and finding inspiration in people and, and through news and through LinkedIn and Facebook and social media and all of these different things I draw inspiration from. So I spend my time just really immersing myself in life in order to get the inspiration needed to impact through the work that I do in writing as well. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, that sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> to just be almost a student of life and to take yes, in to just, I love that. Yeah, to mm-hmm. be aware and know that there's an opportunity for a story or an opportunity for inspiration, literally hiding around any any corner that we can come upon. So absolutely. I, one of the things that you mentioned is that you help the women that you serve achieve their highest potential. What does mm-hmm. that mean to you? Oh, gosh. So I always say that there is so much of hitting potential in all of us. And study shows that 
everyone <laughs> only operates off of 80% of their potential, meaning that we are not even operating at our highest level. We're not operating at our genius level. We're not operating at all that is within us. So for me, I try to pull out that potential, right? I try to coach my women and ask the powerful questions, whether it be, what are you passionate about? Or what 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 really convicts you? What do, what do you love about life? What do you what are you what makes you happy? What is your driving force, right? So I work with my women and I try to get under the the surface of what they show every day, the surface of what they even realize that they have and try to dig deeper in order for them to go higher. And it's 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 really deep soul work. I always say that people have the answer, they just need someone to ask them the right question. Mm-hmm. So I come alone as a midwife. I come along as someone who is interested in not the surface Anna, not the Anna that everyone sees, but the Anna that that you know you haven't even realized is there, right? There's a saying that I always go by is that we're all living in a purpose unrealized. We're living in a realm where what we see is truly not the fullness of who we are. And and how we show up is truly not the fullest the potential, the highest potential of who we can show up as. So I try to get beneath the surface and ask the right questions in order for women to show up as the best selves. And I mean, I have so many different practices. We go through different leadership tests. We go through digging deeper about women's historical experiences. Mm. We we try to do this level of journaling childlike dreams. I think that we all had a certain level of dreams that we had that wasn't attached to fear when we were younger. So mm-hmm. I try to get beneath that. <laughs> And try to make them remember those dreams in a new way and maybe tap back into those dreams. Because I realized that the most pure part of who we are was when we were children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the purest form of who we were before we were untouched by the world, before the world came in and told us who we could not be or should not be. The most purest form of who we were is, is when we were children. So I, I I go through so many different levels and so many different tools that I use in my coaching programs and frameworks that I use in order for every woman, every woman that I come in contact with to really recognize the purpose and the potential beneath who they are. Wow. And I completely agree with you. So much of what we thought and dreamed of when we were children has such an interesting impact on how we show up today as adults. So that's really how you dig in on a one-on-one personal level with your coaching clients. With speaking, you you have a similar message, but of course, there's a much larger audience. There's a lot of prep yes, that goes into yes. that. Tell me a little bit about that side of your work, the speaking, the travel. Do you, are you doing a lot of travel now or mostly virtual? So what does that look like for you? So as of recently, I have been doing a lot of travel. I was in Charlotte about three weeks ago, and in a week and a half after that, I was in Houston, Texas. Two weeks from now, I'm going to be in um, Tennessee. So definitely a lot of prep that comes into preparing my speaking engagements. I do, I like to keep uh, between two to three main messages that I have. Um, of course, I can alter those messages depending on the audience I'm speaking to. But most importantly, when the event organizers come to me, I share with them some of the topics that I love to speak about. Like I love to speak about mindset practices. I love to speak about the power of reinvention, what you heard at the Creative at Heart conference. Mm-hmm. I love to speak about powerful personal branding tactics. I love to speak about faith and, and purpose and potential. So those are some of the main topics that I love to speak about. But absolutely, there are a lot of preparation that goes into speaking. And I think for me, it also has to do with the gift of speaking and building on that gift and perfecting that gift. And there are so many different ways in order to connect with audience. And that's very important to me, the connection piece. I try not to make my speech about me. Yes, the delivery is about me, but it's really about the service of others and how I connect with women in a meaningful way. And I say all that to say that when I speak, in the gift that I have of speaking, 
I see women in the audience resonating so deeply with mm-hmm. what I'm saying, um, almost to the point, almost every single time I speak, I see a woman, if not one woman, multiple women in the audience crying. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that that, that and, would not surprise me at all based on, <laughs> based on your talk at Creative at Heart. It was, it was incredible. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I see so many women in the audience crying and I always, I'm, I'm always so super grateful and humbled for that gift of connection because I understand that the flow and what I say connect with someone on a soul level, not on mm-hmm. a surface level, right? right. What we just talked about, but just deeply on a soul level. And there is something that I've said that resonated with their soul and that in itself sparks emotion. And I'm so grateful for that gift. And yeah, so there's a lot of preparation that goes into speaking, but I don't think people understand how much preparation goes into it, especially to traveling. Right, right. I think people just imagine that you wake up, jump on a stage and beautiful words come out of your mouth. Yes. No, I mean, you know, I'm preparing for travel and, 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 you know, we'll get into it more, but not even just for the stage, right? I mean, I'm a one woman show right now. So I'm an author as well. So I'm preparing my books. I'm, I'm preparing uh, my outfits. I'm preparing my child. I'm, I'm I'll be away from her tops three days. So I'm making sure her needs are met. My husband needs are met as I'm away because as women, you know, we, we hold such a big space in our homes. So yeah, absolutely. It's a lot that goes into it, but I wouldn't want to do anything else. Yeah, it it sounds like you're absolutely you're living your dream, you're living your passion, but there is a lot of work. There's a lot of prep that goes into making that happen. Especially you said that you're a one-woman show. You acknowledge the very real fact that women hold a lot of space in the home. We have so many yes. responsibilities. I've got to know between coaching, between speaking and the travel and the preparation involved, you're also a writer. I have one of your devotional <laughs> books and I, it is such a blessing. Um, Thank you. How? I got to know, how <laughs> do you do all of this? What's what's your secret? What's your go-to? How do you, how do you maintain this? And obviously more than maintain, how do you succeed? Mm, that's a good question. I would say this, and I will start with the maintaining piece that you just talked about. I do a lot, a lot, of lots of self-care practices. And when I say self-care practices, you know, on surface level, I can say spa or go and get my nails done. Bubble bath. Bubble bath, you know, that, that type of self-care. Right. Surface but self-care. I, sur- surface self-care. But I do a lot of soul self-care. I'm a firm believer of the introspective work that goes into the level of work that I do. So whether it's meeting with my therapist or going to the gym or making sure I maintain the level of wellness, whether it's eating properly during the day, drinking my water, taking walks, journaling my thoughts, right? You know, checking in with myself. Ashley, how do you feel in this moment? Okay, if something is triggering you, what is triggering you? Mm-hmm. If, if, if something is, is heavy on your heart, what is it? Why is it heavy on your heart? Mondays are also my days for intention. I don't take any meetings on Mondays. That's my day, um, the first day of the week where my husband and my daughter, they're not at home. So I really take that day to set my goals for the week, set my intention for the week. I look at my calendar for the week. I ask myself, okay, what what big meetings or engagements do I have coming up? I write a list of the things that I may need for those engagements or those meetings. I I, I block out certain hours of my day, um, starting off with the morning hours. I'm very, very, very intentional about a morning ritual between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m., in making sure that I move my body, making sure I reflect, making sure I journal, making sure I eat a meal that's that's healthy and hearty for me. And I'll say this, Anna, as well, the wellness piece is a big component of why I'm able to do the things that I do, mm-hmm. right? I always say that we have to show up in our calling and we have to do the work. The woman I 
want to be for the calling have to reflect the work that I'm doing on a daily basis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I would not be able to travel the way I do if I do not take care of myself in a healthy way. If I do not watch the things that I eat, the things that I put into my body, if I did not go on walks or go to the gym, like that is a big, big purpose piece in my life. Mm -hmm. A huge purpose piece in my life, especially because when you're traveling, you eat all type of meals. Oh, yeah. Whatever you can get, you know. You know, you and, and the type of traveling I do, I'm on a fast pace, right? right? So typically I wouldn't even stay at conferences for the full duration of the conferences unless the, you know, conference organizer asks me to stay, mm-hmm. kind of be a brand ambassador to immerse myself in the experience and talk to the women. But typically I'll come in a day before and leave the day after or come in the day before and leave the same day after I'm done with my speech. So the wellness piece Physically taking supplements and and taking care of myself is a big part of my purpose journey and my calling. So staying up on that is my highest priority because I would not be able to do what I'm doing if I'm if I was sick in my body, tired, fatigued, dehydrated, uh, had body aches. Right, <laughs> you know, right. you're moving through in and out of these airports. You're putting the the you're carry on on top, you know, you're doing all type of physical, you know, you're getting in and out of Ubers, you're getting rental cars. Like that is a huge physical component that a lot of people don't talk about that goes into this work. So my body has to be up to par because I have, you know, been at a point when, where my body wasn't up to par. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful that I'm, I prioritize that piece. I, I love that you led with the fact that taking care of yourself is what enables you to do all of the things that you do. I think that so often the entrepreneurial, the solopreneurial world <laughs> glorifies or there's this misconception that in order to be successful, you've got to uh, do the 24-7 hustle. You've got to put your oh, yes. put your work first. You've got to early mornings, late nights, you know, 24-7. And that if you are exhausted and that if you're teetering on the edge of burnout, then you're doing it right, sister. You're living that hustle yes. life. But yes. that's, that's just the fastest way to crash and burn. So thank you so mm. much for placing such a primary emphasis on how important wellness is and for admitting that, hey, like you, you have to do that in order to show up as your best self. And one more thing, I, I think it is so funny that people glamorize travel, you know, work, travel or travel. Oh, you, you, you travel to speak. Like people think that every time you go speak, it's like a vacation or something. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I, you know, and I have colleagues who don't, you know, they don't really do as much traveling as I do. And some colleagues like, Oh, I would just love that. And I'm like, would you really? I'm not complaining. I'm grateful. Again, I'm grateful. But there is a demand. There is a level of demand that goes into your body. And let's not forget, most times when you come in from traveling, you need a couple of days to right. kind of, you know, get back into the swing of things. And there is points where I don't have a couple of days. You know, right. I can't afford to yeah. take a couple of days. I have to get back into my schedule. One, because as soon as I get off the road, I have a toddler baby who's waiting mm-hmm. for me. And there's responsibilities that I have at home that is just as important as the work that I do in the world. So absolutely, the traveling for, for work, it can be demanding. And I try to stretch it out as much as possible. But mm-hmm. I know the best thing I can do is to prepare my body for the work that I do. Absolutely. So one of my top recommendations for my clients and for my friends who have very intense work schedules, like let's say a wedding planner or a wedding coordinator who has a full weekend full of work is to always block out that first day after. So maybe it's a Monday, completely block out that first day for rest and rejuvenation and light work so that you can Mm -hmm. dive back in. And that sounds like that's a practice that's really important to you as well. Okay, y'all. So I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. 
But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. You know, you, you've talked about how, yes, you are doing this travel, you are setting yourself up for success by focusing on your wellness. Tell me a little bit about home, home life. I, I can imagine it's really hard, both physically and emotionally, to be away mm-hmm. from your family for travel. How do you fulfill the responsibilities that you have at home and have this amazing opportunity to pour into women by traveling to speak at conferences. How do you manage that? Absolutely. So I will, I will first say that I have the most amazing partner Mm. in the world. My husband is not only the biggest supporter of the work that I do, but he is the most amazing father to our little girl. And I always knew that he was going to be this just amazing dad, but I didn't know to the level of what he would do. And I always just say that, you know, choosing the right partner for your work, especially for your destiny is Mm. important. I always tell women that the enemy of your destiny can be the person that you're sleeping next to every day. Oh, wow. Um, So I'm grateful that he is not an enemy to my destiny, that he knows how to maintain this home without me being there. And he knows how to take care of our little girl just as well as I do. I know a lot of women have these fears about, oh, I'm leaving my little girl with my husband. I don't know. Michael knows how to do everything. He knows how to take care of artists so well, and I'm so grateful for that. So I'll just I'll just say that I would not be able to do the things that I'm doing without his love, his support, him showing up in the fullness of his role as a father. Secondly, when I'm home, I'm home. As a woman and as a business owner who works from home, I try to create the balance of, you know, when I leave this office. I have to turn off my work life. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to shut it down because it's so easy to cross those boundaries. And I have in the past, I had to learn what those boundaries were. Even when I wasn't working in my office at times, I used to have my laptop in the kitchen with me or mm-hmm. in the living room while we're all sitting down watching TV. I'm on my laptop. So at this point in my journey, I understand my focus of the why I do what I do. But most importantly, that the women I serve they deserve me to show up in the fullness of my potential. And, yeah. and part of my purpose is is being present in my home, right? Mm-hmm. And when my daughter get off of school, I pick her up at 3.30, 4 o'clock. Her bedtime is around 7.30, 8 o'clock. And between those hours, I am fully immersed in my 
duties in my job as a mom, mm-hmm. making sure she eats and have the things that she needs, but also maintaining that balance. Work is going to be here. And whatever I do, I try to make sure that I lead in the fullness of who I am as a mom, a wife, a family woman, event organizers know, hey, listen, I have a toddler at home. I may not be able to stay the whole time for this conference. And I I even have hopes and dreams that my daughter will one day start traveling with me if that's what she desires to do. Yeah. My husband did it a lot when when we didn't have artists. He came to several of my speaking engagements traveling. But now that we have her and she has a schedule of her own, it's harder to take her out of her schedule because we did find when we did go out of town with her, it's harder for yeah. her to adjust coming back. We try to maintain just a balance in her life. But yeah, I, I, I try to be fully immersed in my home life when I'm home and really maintain the balance. I am a, a workday hours type of woman. Mm-hmm. Eight to four is my work hours. I'm really glad that you clarified that. Like you have work hours, you have those boundaries in place Mm -hmm. because, you know, one of the, one of the things that makes solopreneurship and this type of work that you do so appealing is having that flexibility to, oh, I can work whenever I can work wherever, but it sounds like what you have found works best for you is keeping those consistent hours during the day, being all in on work so that when the bell rings and you're picking up artists, you're able to be fully present in mom, family, home mode. Uh, And I think it's such a testament to the fact that work-life balance or whatever you want to call it really does look different for everyone. And then it it takes finding your your mix of what works for you. And it's really outstanding that you have created what works for you. And now as a result, you're able to pour into other women as they find what works best for them. Yes. And I would say, Anna, you know, it takes a lot of adjustments, right? Because as mm-hmm. you, as as you, as your child grow, you grow. As they change, oh, you change. And, <laughs> you know, it was easier. In fact, two weeks ago, before she made the transition into going to big girl school, as we call it, she was in nursery. So it didn't take a lot of pivoting because her hours was, she went to nursery from like a eight hours, eight to four or five. But now mm-hmm. her being in pre-K three, you know, she comes home with homework and right. her schedule is different. She comes home hungry, like instantly. So I have to make sure snacks are snacks available. ready. So, yeah. <laughs> and no one told me this, but I don't know why when she was at, in nursery, it seemed like I had all the time in the world, but now I pick her up at 3.30 versus 4.30, that hour difference, it really I happens. literally have to, <laughs> the three o'clock scene, like it comes so fast. Like yeah. it, it's just like, <laughs> oh, I know exactly it, what you yes. mean. Yes. So, you know, I had to pivot a lot. And some days I will be honest, some days I still feel that what in a, what did I accomplish today? What did I do today? And, you know, I'm learning and I'm growing in areas of what's priority. Um, and I'm also adding someone to my team, a virtual assistant who mm-hmm. can take off those administrative duties and those emails and those things that I, it's kind of harder for me to do. So I can just focus on my creativity and my writing and my speaking. And I know that's even going to be a big adjustment to me because I have to build with this team member. I have to trust them with, with my baby, but I look forward to it. I will say that. That's fantastic. Just really setting yourself up for success through intentional delegation. And Uh, I love that Mm -hmm. building, building up this team member, supporting them so that they in turn can support your dream. Support is so critical, regardless of whether you're an author, speaker, coach, or you're a bank teller, or you're a real estate agent, or you're a a mom or not a mom. Support is so Mm -hmm. vital to 
our success and our growth. And I know that that's something that you believe wholeheartedly as well, having people that we can go to because no man, no woman is an island. There is no such thing as a self-made success. It takes other people helping, pouring into us, advising us, advocating for us. I would love to hear a little bit about what you think about this concept of having a village or Mm. having a team, having a a support system. Yes, I am a strong advocate for it. I believe that if you can do it alone, don't, right? Because if it's dependent on your hands, it will be limited by your hands. And so many times we have so many limitations, especially as women, because we don't know how to say, I need help. <laughs> right? We right. don't know how to say that. For example, my husband and I, we currently live in Birmingham, Alabama. This is not our hometown. So we don't have any family, I would say, blood family in our proximity. Yeah. However, we have created this village and this community from our church and from our jobs and just people who love us. And there were so many times we sat and we wanted to go on a date night or we wanted to do things without artists. And we were like, oh, well, who do we call or who should? And literally our 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 village will be like, what is wrong with you guys? Like we're here. Yeah. We are we we support you. We love like we are family. We may not be blood, Ashley, you know that. And I had to learn how to pull on my village, right? Uh, when I go out of town, I let my girlfriends know, hey, I'm gonna be out of town. Michael works an hour away from the city. If there's an emergency, can you please be available? They're like, absolutely, we love you and Michael. Anything you need from us, we'll be there we will show up. And I think that as women, we need to start asking for that type of support, for mm-hmm. that help. No one expects us to do it alone. And if, if, if we're honest, there are so many people who just simply need to be honest about where they are mm-hmm. in their support life, right? I need some I'm drowning in my business. I'm I, I I'm drowning in my work life. I'm a huge a huge advocate for delegation. I have someone who come and deep clean the house once a month. My goal is to have her come two times a month. Yeah. I always tell people laundry is not my favorite thing to do, and that's next on my list. To there's services where they come and pick up your laundry, and they can. Oh yes, know, there are. We will we yes. we'll have to talk about that. We'll have to talk about yes. that after we start. You know, I'll, I'll tell you all about my secret weapon. Good. Yes. And, and you know, as there's so much shame and I get it. I, I believe that women are so hard on each other and we like to show up as these super women, but super woman is a myth. Super oh, yeah. woman does not exist. And you will be super tired, super exhausted, <laughs> super burned out. <laughs> If you do not get the proper help, and that's where I am even in my business, right? Even me onboarding a personal assistant. I had one years ago and, you know, there was a point where I was like, oh, I'm not that busy as as much as I used to be. So I can do this work on my own. And then things started to quickly pick up and I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Who are you kidding? You cannot do it alone. And I I try to keep that perspective. I really do, Anna. I, I keep the perspective of, I don't even want to do it alone. (laughs) Right, right. I need my village. I need my people. So tell me this. If I want to strategically, intentionally build a village of support, who do I need in my village? Okay. Okay. So I always talk about the power in proximity. And in order for, as women, for us to show up and live in a fullness of our potential and live in a fullness of the person we should be, we need to connect ourselves to powerful people. And I believe in your personal board of of directors. Oh, yes. I love the way that sounds. (laughs) Right? So organization has their board of directors. And I believe that each individual needs a personal board of directors. And in your personal board of directors, you need a mentor. You need someone who is where you need to be. You need someone that you can call on. And, And mentors are someone who is as interested in your development as you are, Mm. right? 
Now, I'm not talking about a business coach. We're going to get to that or a coach of any kind. I'm talking about a mentor. A true someone mentor. Someone that you have, a true mentor, someone you've built a relationship with, someone who knows who you are, someone who would give you that honest feedback and, and can give you trusted advice that you need in order to to shape you. Someone that you trust as well, right? Uh, my mentees, they trust me. They call me. They call me for um, career advice. They call me for business advice. They call me sometimes for relational advice. And they trust my judgment. So you need a mentor. Secondly, I believe that every person needs a therapist. You need Mm -hmm. someone that you can go to and you can share your honest, raw, unfiltered thoughts with. You need someone who you can share your fears with. And I am sorry to tell you that your friends do not have the capacity to carry your stuff. (laughs) They do not have the capacity. Your friends are trying to, they're trying to figure their own stuff out. They've got their own stuff. They got their own stuff. And sometimes it it really is unfair when we unpack this level of trauma and and fear and shame on our friends and they don't even know what to do with it. And then there's these expectations like, oh my God, you weren't there. You didn't support me or you didn't give me the feedback that I needed. And they're not trained in those areas. So you need a therapist. Thirdly, I, I believe that everyone needs an advocate someone who will speak your name in rooms that you're not even in someone who would advocate for you and say hey you know I know the person for the job and your advocate can be several different people but if you are in the workplace you need to find an advocate maybe someone who is in higher leadership form a bond with them take them mm-hmm. out to lunch and for coffee and let them know your goals and the things that you desire to do if you're in an entrepreneurial space try to get an advocate of some Someone who can speak your name. I have advocates mm-hmm. in this space when they can't, when someone reach out to them for a speaking engagement, they were like, hey, I don't speak on this topic, but I know this woman. Her name is Ashley Joy. Here's her website. They became my advocates and I do the same for them. Again, everyone needs a friend. Everyone needs someone that they can just be honest with. Girl, motherhood is hard. Yes. <laughs> right. I am drowning. Girl, can you share some resources with me on services that you use? You know, someone that they can meet and go on a shopping date with, you can go to the spa with, you know, a true friend where you can truly just be yourself and you don't have to show up as Anna, the coach. And I had to make some adjustments in my life because I have friends who I felt like I was their coach when I just wanted to be a friend. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And that was hard, you know, so making those. That is. It's very hard. So creating those boundaries around what a friendship looks like. So I said an advocate, a mentor, a therapist, and a friend. And everyone, everyone, everyone needs a coach. Whether it's a life coach, a business coach, a fitness coach, whatever area you need for improvement, find a coach. Every successful athlete, celebrity, if they are a success, more than likely they have a coach in whatever area they want to perfect that's where they find a coach, whether it's time management, right? Mm-hmm. For you, Anna, you're a, you're a time management coach. Find a coach that can help you perfect in areas you know you want to build in. Everyone needs a coach. So again, yeah. advocate, mentor, therapist, friend, and coach. And I believe that every person needs those five people in their circle of success and on their personal board of directors. Oh my goodness, your circle of success and your personal (laughs) board of directors. So there are a few things that really stand out to me here. The first thing being that, you know, you pointed this out about therapist versus friend. I think Mm. that a lot of times we try to put the responsibility of all of these roles on our friends. And that's, yes. that really can lead yes. to a degradation of the relationship. So, so it, especially so if you, if you start to expect a good friend to, you know, 
allow you to unload all of your stuff on them and they can't help you process it the way a therapist would. So that leads to frustration with your friend. If you bring something to a friend that really should be brought to a coach, it may frustrate you because they're not giving you the type of advice that you would want. You know, it really seems that by being strategic and intentional with building this circle of success, that you're able to create much more rich friendships that can just be friendships. That could just be friendships, no pressure, no expectation. And you're clear, right? There were times where even during my workday, I would have a friend call and I'll pick up the phone. They'd be like, hey, you're busy. And I'm like, uh, no, what's, what's going on? And they would just pour out. Yeah. And I, what, what goes from just what I believe, you know, was a quick check-in will go for two hours on the phone. Right. And, you know, you'll leave your day and you're, you, you, you I'm, I'm wondering what I did with my day, but most importantly, you know, not being mindful or my friend not being mindful that, Hey, you know, that was some heavy stuff mm-hmm. and you can't just jump back into your day. And I'm very mindful of that with my friends, whether it's something that I want to talk about personally or something that I'm struggling with. I always ask myself, okay, who can I bring this to? But also who has the capacity? Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. Who yeah. has the capacity to carry this or who has the capacity to really be a listener. And if they cannot, it's nothing personal, right? Mm-hmm. It's nothing personal on your friend. They just can't, they, they, they can't be that. So being clear and having those boundaries, I believe will save a lot of relationships. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Well, Ashley Joy, this has been, this has been so life-giving to hear how you do the things you do, how you take care of yourself in order to pour into others, the intention that you bring and the intention that you inspire us to bring in creating our own circle of success. Uh, I know that this is going to be incredibly impactful to anyone who's listening. Uh, And as we're wrapping up our time together, we have a lot on our plates. We have busy schedules. We have full calendars and fulfilling lives. If you had an extra hour in the day, if you were magically given an extra hour in the day, what would you do with that hour? Hmm. That is such a good question. If I had an extra hour in the day, I would, I, okay. If I had an extra hour in the day, I would read. Ooh. <laughs> I will read. I will read. I love to read. And <laughs> it's funny because all of my peers and my friends, they always suggest that I go to audiobook. And I'm like, I don't like audiobook. I love pages and I yeah. love to highlight. You can't circle um, an audiobook. You can't like you highlight cannot, and make notes at the margin. You can't. So if I had an extra hour and I if I had an extra hour in a day, I would spend that on reading. I love oh. to read. I I would go out and probably sit on my porch and sit in a rocking chair and just read. <laughs> that that sounds delightful. I am one hundred percent on board with spending your extra hour that way. That's fantastic. So Ashley Joy, thank you again so much. Tell everyone where we can find you so we can stay in touch and continue to learn from you. Yes. So you can find me on my website, www.ashleyjoyspeaks.com. On Instagram, it's the same, Ashley Joy Speaks. Twitter, Ashley Joy Speaks. And Facebook, Ashley Joy. (laughs) Perfect. And I will be sure to link all of that in the show notes so you can head over there and find that. So once again, Ashley Joy, thank you so, so much for everything that you shared with us today. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Anna. I'm so grateful to know you. You to do the impactful work that you're doing. Well, thank you so much. All All right, right. my friend, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. And there you have it. Do you have a personal board of directors? And there you have it. And there you have it. Do you have a personal board of directors? What are the gaps that need to be filled? Do you need a therapist, 
a friend, an advocate, a mentor, or a coach. If you are... And there you have it. Do you have a personal board of directors? What are the gaps that need to be filled? Do you need to add a therapist, a friend, an advocate, a mentor, or a coach? If you are taking a look at the power in your proximity and you're ready to add a coach to the mix so that you can have that unbiased sounding board and accountability to level up in your life and work, let me tell you about Next Level Life. Next Level Life is my brand new coaching program for ambitious achievers, for go-getters who are ready to level up their life and their work without sacrificing what matters most. No hamster wheel required. Weekly coaching sessions, a growing lesson library, private community, and so much more. Next Level Life is the balanced approach to wholehearted living that you've been looking for. With me, by your side as your coach for accountability, encouragement, and motivation. Time is our most precious non-renewable resource. And the one thing that all of my clients have in common is that they wanna live fulfilling lives with no regrets. They wanna grow their business, but also take vacation. They wanna get promoted without sacrificing precious time with their families. They want to work full-time, go to grad school, and still have the space to travel. You know you want to level up too. You know you want to grow. But it just feels like there are a few things you've got to figure out first. Maybe get some systems in place or make sure your routines are solid. Set the solid foundation for the rest of your life so that when you look back, you're looking back at time well spent. If that sounds like you, then I'd be honored to have you as a founding member of Next Level Life. To learn more about Next Level Life and become a founding member, visit AnnaDCornick.com forward slash next level to join the wait list. And you know, I'll be sure to link this in the show notes. Doors open in October, so make sure you sign up for the wait list so you don't miss a thing. As always, all of the details from today's episode and my conversation with Ashley Joy can be found over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 94. And don't forget that you can save 50% on your Hamper membership and get back hours of your life spent doing laundry. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.